Chapter 16 of Quit Your Worrying by George Wharton James. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gillian Hendry. Discontent and Worry. Closely allied to envy is discontent. These are blood relations, and both are prolific sources of worry. And lest there are those who think, because I have revealed in the preceding chapter the demon of worry, envy, as one that attacks the minds of the great and mighty, it does not enter the hearts of everyday people, let me quote entire an article and a poem recently written by Ella Wheeler Wilcox in the Los Angeles Examiner. The discontent referred to clearly comes from envy. Someone has blonde tresses while she has black. This arouses her envy. She is envious because another's eyes are blue while hers are brown. Another is tall while she is small, and so on and so on. There is nothing, indeed, that she cannot weep and worry over. Quote, there is a certain girl I know, a pretty little elf, who spends almost her entire thoughts in pity for herself. Her glossy tresses, raven black, cause her to weep a pond. She is so sorry for herself because they are not blonde. Her eyes, when dry, are very bright and very brown, tis true, but they are almost always wet because they are not blue. She is of medium height, and when she sees one quite tall, she weeps all day in keenest pain because she is so small. But if she meets some tiny girl whom she considers fair, then that she is so big herself, she sobs in great despair. When out upon a promenade, her tears she cannot hide, to think she is obliged to walk while other folks can ride. But if she drives, why then she weeps. It is so hard to be perched stiffly in a carriage seat while other girls run free. She used to cry herself quite sick to think she had to go month after month to dreary schools. That was her constant woe. But on her graduating day, my, how her tears did run. It seemed so sorrowful to know that her school life was done. One day she wept because she saw a funeral train go by. It was so sad that she must live while other folks could die. And really, all her friends will soon join with her in those tears, unless she takes a brighter view of life ere many years. End quote. The conceited girl or woman is tiresome and unpleasant as a companion, but the morbidly discontented woman is far worse. Perhaps you have met her, with her eternal complaint of the injustice of fate toward her. She feels that she is born for better things than have befallen her. Her family does not understand her. Her friends misjudge her. The public slights her. If she is married, she finds herself superior to her husband and to her associates. She is eternally longing for what she has not, and when she gets it, is dissatisfied. The sorrowful side of life alone appeals to her. This, she believes, is due to her artistic nature. The injustice of fortune and the unkindness of society are topics dear to her heart. She finds her only rapture in misery. If she is religiously inclined, she looks towards heaven with more grim satisfaction in the thought that it will strip fame, favour and fortune from the unworthy than because it will give her the benefits she feels she deserves. 
she does not dream that she is losing years of heaven here upon earth by her own mental attitude we build our heavens thought by thought if you are dwelling upon the dark phases of your destiny and upon the ungracious acts of fate you are shaping more of the same experience for yourself here and in realms beyond you are making happiness impossible for yourself upon any plane in your own self lies destiny i have known a woman to keep her entire family despondent for years by her continual assertions that she was out of her sphere misunderstood and unappreciated the minds of sensitive children accepted these statements and grieved over poor mother's sad life until their own youth was embittered the morbid mother seized upon the sympathies of her children like a leech and sapped their young lives of joy the husband grew discouraged and indifferent under the continual strain and what might have been a happy home was a desolate one and its memory is a nightmare to the children today. Understand yourself and your divine possibilities, and you will cease to think you are misunderstood. It is not possible to misunderstand a beautiful sunny day. All nature rejoices in its loveliness. Give love, cheerfulness, kindness, and goodwill to all humanity, and you need not worry about being misunderstood. Give the best you have to each object, purpose, and individual, and you will eventually receive the best from humanity. End of chapter 16